When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 829. I'm XV, not Brian Kilby, because Brian Kilby's having undisclosed technical issues. Um, hopefully it's, you know, nothing too serious. It just was... Uh, badly timed to prevent brian from being here and streaming with us tonight uh hopefully next week we'll be back to business as usual but we are live streaming this week uh it's a it's a may the third miracle <laughs> if only Wait. it was a day removed then we could say it's you know may the force with may no let, let, let's let's not say we didn't i mean it's true we're not a star wars podcast we're the internet's first transformers podcast and we've been going on and off since 1999 yeah, we're much closer to a Star Trek podcast. This yeah, is true. Yeah, yeah, uh, We did that for a while. I kind of miss it. When I visited the Hey Mickey a couple weeks ago, we were talking about that, too. Like, the Star Trek podcast days were, like, a lot of fun sitting around talking about those. And that did prompt us to watch um, Code of Honor, which uh, some may know as uh, the infamous Planet Africa episode. Because, uh, you know, that's where the Star Trek podcast started. And it's it's kind of special to us in a really bad way. Uh, anyway, I'm joined by Diecast, who's doing the streaming for us tonight. Hey, everyone. And and Anony TF in the chat was saying uh, May Mayhem is under what, underway as well. Is that a thing this year? I don't know. What is it? I don't even know what that is, I'm afraid. Transformers May Mayhem. Oh, okay. I mean, that was a thing a year or two ago. I'm not sure. But hey, we did have some releases yesterday so i guess i guess it's starting off as a as a may see what they should do is like set up a capsule line for through amazon or someone that's the mayhem attack squad characters and debut those through the month of may yeah mayhem yeah uh also i've got headmaster don here hello who had a little furry friend a moment ago but i'm not sure what happened there hank didn't want to be held, so he well, is... Well, he's a cat. They usually yeah, don't. Yeah, he's... But he's loving all the open space now, because the only thing is, all my shelves are going out of here. Mm-hmm. And, and he was, like, climbing all the shelves, like, yeah, don't don't, don't, don't knock the uh, Matrix of Leadership off the, off the shelf, please. I can't replace that. Yeah, the wisdom of the universe would be lost. Um, Matt's here. Yes, I am. Yep. And, of course, we have Rob Play. Hello. Um... So we don't have like a ton of stuff in the news this week. Um, not really like much going on. The most interesting thing kind of got announced like right after Showtime last week, which was like the official declaration of Paramount's animated Transformers movie coming up next summer. And somehow they've already got a voice cast announced for that. And like most, uh, you know, big studio animated features, it's uh, not anybody that you would know from Transformers, but it sure is a uh, you know notable name cast. So that's certainly going to be interesting to listen to. Yeah, uh, I'm we, not sure I he- how I feel about this. Yeah, so like 
we've got six of the main cast uh, with uh, voice actors now. Uh, so Chris Hemsworth is going to be Optimus Prime, a young Optimus Prime. Scarlett Johansson is going to be Alita One. Uh, That's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Chris Hemsworth is Optimus Prime. I just hear Thor in my head as Optimus Prime. And I yeah. hope that's not what we get. I mean, he's yeah. done parts where he hides his accent before. I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about that. But like, even without the accent, he's, I still feel like we're going to hear Thor more than anything. I, I kind of want Thor Optimus Prime myself. <laughs> I mean, okay. Give yes. him the Magnus hammer. And there yeah, you go. Yeah, give, yes, give, but in a different the- context, I think we want Thor Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Keegan Michael Key is going to be Bumblebee. I can work. Probably, yeah. Um, Brian Tyree Henry is going to be Megatron. I don't know anything he's done. I don't either. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is going to be Alpha Trion, which like can work. I'm good with that. He's got yeah. the Wizen Mentor thing going, so like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's kind just, of fit. You know, Morpheus again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, and John Hamm is going to be Sentinel Prime. I also don't recognize John Hamm off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I don't either. I just I'm... know him from car insurance commercials. I just... <laughs> okay, I don't think I've seen those. I don't think I've seen those car insurance commercials either. Well, would you would you buy car insurance from Sentinel Prime? I wouldn't buy anything from Sentinel Prime. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're all, they're, all, they're all liable to rust on you. Hmm. Oh, okay. He was. He was in Mad Men. That's why. That's why he's. I heard the name before. Oh, okay. Never watched that, but of course, that's one of the ones that was everywhere for a while. So, right. From what I've heard, it was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand why the studios think they need to get you know major name actors to do voice roles in you know animated features because parents buy the movie tickets. They need something that's going to appeal to the parents more than the younger audience but like i still don't have to like it i mean this isn't unprecedented i mean not at all the, not the, at ni- all. the 1986 the transformers the movie had a ton of like famous it did for the, voice for actors. The, it did for the newly introduced characters but like legacy characters had their existing voice actors what you know in a sense with this, if this is supposed to be a prequel to the live action movies, which is one of the well, things at, been- at, yeah, at that time though, they weren't legacy characters. They were just the characters. Right. But I mean like we should be used to Optimus Prime being Prime being recast by now. Yeah, yeah just, uh, at the same time though, I And feel it's like- not like you can't go to a movie theater and hear Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. I won't. <laughs> but you can. <laughs> I'm not going to this year. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and especially, you know, with the idea of uh, Sentinel Prime selling car insurance, like um, Coleman Townsend doing that just feels like the right fit. You know, that just needs to be Sentinel Prime forever. Yeah. Especially since Nimoy died. Yeah. Not that his Sentinel Prime really sounded like anything, but like an older Galvatron anyway. Yeah. But I mean, what are you going to do? I forget. Was um, Sentinel Prime Nimoy's last on-screen role? On-screen, quote-unquote? I believe his last on-screen role was a was it the brief cameo? Wasn't there another cameo in one of the sequels to 2009 Star Trek? He was in Star Trek Into Darkness, like straight up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the The third movie was after he died. 
Yeah. So I, maybe Star Trek Into Darkness. I'm not sure. Okay. I was just going to observe, like, you know, Orson Welles, Leonard Nimoy, Transformers just seems to, you know, kill uh, notable actors. Roger C. Carmel. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. He died um, during the production of season three, didn't he? Yeah. Alas, Harry Mudd. But yeah, I mean, Matt, you're entirely right. It's not unprecedented by any stretch to have big name actors do voice roles in theatrical uh, theatrical features, but I still just kind of wish, like, you know, we would get career voice actors doing some of this stuff instead. You know, there's certainly plenty of okay. Yeah, I, I will agree with you there. I, I yeah. thought this was I thought this was like a, a wise and Peter Cullen Optimus Prime argument. No, no, hire voice actors, <laughs> hire actual voice actors, please. Yeah, I mean, like, as much as I would want peter cullen for continuity purposes if this is supposed to be in the same continuity as the live action movies which i guess is not 100 percent no. clear no. like i do kind of want someone who can do a younger sounding optimus prime since this is supposed to be young optimus prime yeah i mean the thing is i hope like if they're going to use peter cullen it's at the end like you know if if he's a ryan pax for a while and then he becomes yeah. Optimus in the movie. Maybe have Peter Cullen, I don't know, do like the voice of the Matrix. You okay, know, so what like, you do, what you do is you do this like Star Trek 2009, where you have, you know, young Optimus Prime through most of the movie. And then, uh, like in the last act, you have Optimus Prime from the, you know, primary movie universe come in, Optimus Prime Prime, if you will. And, you know, uh, get, somebody's face off. Yeah, yeah, you know, give him his life lesson or whatever. Just rip off that whole concept, and that can be Peter Cullen. Don right now is having some issues with Hank. And the one thing we forgot to mention is that Steven Spielberg is directing this. Is he directing it or producing it? Is he? Oh, did I get that backwards? I'm, I'm skimming. I'm skimming down. Um, producers are Lorenzo de Bonaventura, Tom DeSanto, Don Murphy, Michael Bay, Mark Baradian. Uh, and Aaron Dem, along with Steven Spielberg, executive producers are Brian Goldner, Brian Oliver, Bradley J. Fisher, and Valeri Ahn. So Spielberg is an executive producer, which I think uh, I think he's had that role in all the Paramount Transformers movies so far. Yeah, which kind of as yeah, much so. as I like those movies, it that's kind of what gives me some hesitation about about this well i mean remember too that the title of an executive producer is ceremonial as much as it is hands-on um you know you get an executive producer credit just by like contributing some amount of money to a thing in some cases like yeah i i I have my doubt that brian goldner is going to contribute much to this movie just for one right it's um, michael bay (laughs) it's a it's a prestige title i guess is Mm -hmm. what i was actually the word i was actually looking for like you know you're involved with the company making this and part of that benefit is you can, you know, be uh, affiliated with the production of this or that movie. You know, they will give you something to do with it so that you legitimately have a credit there. But, you know, for all practical purposes, Steven Spielberg is probably not going to really have anything to do with the substance of this movie. But yeah, so like um, the projected release for this movie, which I mean, if they're really going for this it must be like being uh worked on right now is july 19th 2024 um i would not be remotely surprised to see that get pushed back and have this turn into like a christmas movie instead uh because that's kind of what happened with bumblebee 
Uh, but for right now, they're pitching this for next summer, which I think is kind of an aggressive timeline if uh, they don't have a fair bit of work already gone into this. I mean, that's cool that we get a Transformers movie this year and next year. I'm is down it, though? with that. Is it cool? <laughs> well, it is. I, for me, it is. Um, Remember when they try to make a Star Wars movie every year and how that went? I try not to think about that. But I, I agree that it is an aggressive timeline. And I, I would say it'll, it'll get pushed back to summer in 2025 is my is my thought. I, I mean, maybe I feel like they would try really hard to not let it flip that far back. Um, and, you know, if they can figure out early enough, they need to push it back where they can also make sure that the toy release coordinates correctly having that come out for Christmas time would probably be beneficial there too. Oh, for the toys. Absolutely. Cause yeah, then you yeah. set your release date in like the middle of October and you have that stuff for the holiday shopping season. And even if that wouldn't really like return practical dividends, uh, cause people don't shop the same way they used to, uh, it would at least make the shareholders happy to see them doing that. <laughs> um, so, um, the information came out of CinemaCon, uh, and, there was one image, or well, there's like three images from the presentation. One's just a title slide, but there's a piece of concept art for the movie, which I don't think is reproduced in this deadline article because it's from Getty Images, and Getty is aggressive about wanting people to pay licensing for their stuff. So you know, usually get minimal coverage of that stuff. But um, like, if the concept art for Cybertron with just silhouettes of four of the main characters is the point they're at right now that they can show i really do feel like next summer is really optimistic for a release date because like if you think about something like um spider-verse i think they were uh working on that for two or three years before it came out um now i can certainly imagine that this would probably have a bigger team of uh animators working on it but i still feel like summer doesn't feel super likely next year to me and i have to say if you're going to do a press release about how your movie is coming out and your movie is going to be this great, you got these voice actors, you might want to check on the history of your franchise before you say that it's the first animated movie. It's Paramount's first animated movie. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, but I'm just, but I'm I just feel saying, like I feel like that's the unspoken context that they're going for here. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. I agree with you, Don. You are you are yeah, totally right in what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's like because people are going to call you call you on the carpet for that. I I understood. I understood from the get go. That's probably what they were shooting for. But it, it's almost like they don't care about the history of the franchise. To some people, might see it that way. I think to Paramount, the franchise started in 2007. Yeah, yeah functionally. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know. From from an income standpoint, like I don't really blame them for looking at it that way because the movie's brought so much money in more than the brand in its history up to that point ever did. Well, it's just I think they could have phrased it so that it was like it it, it just makes them look like they don't understand the history of the yeah, franchise. I agree. I agree. No, that could have been researched and worded better um, than it was. But it's sadly something that the vast majority of the moving movie going audience won't notice mm-hmm. yeah and it will make no difference to them oh yeah it's 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 not really a thing except to people like us and we just want to make sure the franchise is respected by those people carrying it 
into the future. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's all we're asking is remember where you came from to get you these boatloads of cash. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Paramount's yeah. been disrespecting me since 2007 with this franchise. So, yeah, me too. And, and I, I still went back for five of the damn things. Yeah. And uh, also just the, it's, it's not like this is unique to Paramount. We did have, you know, I have sitting to my left in, in its box, still stars, a uh, star saber, the first Japanese character uh, done in the uh, North American Transformers <laughs> line. You know, th- this kind of thing happens. It's, you know, worth a few minutes of uh, observation and mockery. And in the long run of anything, it doesn't matter at all. It's yeah. like, it started with the wrong strafe on the packaging, mm-hmm. and who knows where it's going to end up at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, so Titan Class Nemesis went up for pre-order yesterday. Happy Transformers Tuesday. Oh, she looks nice. She she, really she certainly looks-, looks like she is a robot made out of what she turns into. Mm-hmm. I really like the ship. Yes. The I, ship I will get it. Wonderful. For the ship, the robot mode, I'm torn on. I don't hate yeah. it, but I don't love it either. But I, don't, I no, love I don't, the ship. No, I don't hate it, but it certainly does look like it's a robot made out of that ship. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, and did I hear correctly also that it is also $200 and the first Titan not to come with a smaller robot of any kind? Uh, she is $200. She is $199.99. Um, my problem with her, her legs are a little long. Uh, I, I, I can look past that. I still don't like the the arms. The arms are a little long, which is more of a hang up for me. Yeah, which I don't know she's, why. They she's very like praying mantis proportioned. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have put a hinge there. So the top half of the arm could have swung back down and gave her a little bit more bulk and not made her look so... Uh, pointy. Maybe you borrow that segment of waste that Titan Predaking shouldn't have had. <laughs> I do feel like looking at this, you know, comparing to an already finished product and not really knowing, like, you know, the ins and outs of how they had to iterate the engineering, I really do feel like they could have taken some of what became the arms and worked that into the torso a little bit so that didn't seem so, like, you know, stick thin also move a little of that ship mass into there and have the shoulder get a little higher up. But again, like this may have been the limit of what they could get out of the engineering at this budget or just with, you know, the material level that they can work with here. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at the shape of that ship. Yeah. That's, that's not an easy engineering job, right? No, there. not re- no. not remotely. I'm, I'm, I applaud them for actually I'm, accomplishing a robot mode out of that at all. Yes, absolutely. And like, I- I'll pick this up, but, uh, I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I'm not in a hurry. I don't feel a great need to pre-order this. I feel like I can wait until like yeah. November and get it for like $130 instead of $200. Yeah, like you Probably can with so, uh, yeah. Cybertron Metroplex right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that was a consideration in, in my uh, you know pricing scheme here. <laughs> Which I, I don't still... think uh, Cybertron Metroplex didn't come with a small robot, did it? No, it didn't. No, I, I still think Cybertron Metroplex is a misstep. What was that, Rob? Didn't it at least come with a Minicon? Like Omega it did not, no, it got, did not. Got it got it out. cut. Oh, wow. Okay, so I was wrong. That's fine. I mean, you know, when you say a Minicon at this level, probably drill bit in this case would have been like a scout size or a small deluxe figure. It wouldn't have been Minicon size. So well, I don't know. Probably, Omega came with a Minicon. 
Well, it came with the yeah. MicroMaster because MicroMasters were part of the play pattern that year. Yeah, I, and you know, it was a good way to get Countdown represented because he he would fit in with Omega. Yeah, and Omega can a little bit take a take the place of the rocket base. But I mean, with 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 the Nemesis, we talked about this a few weeks ago when she was first revealed. There's no character to pair with her that kind of makes sense. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. And like, this is something I have a feeling I'll like it a lot more once I get it in hand. Probably. Um, and I feel like Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Rob's point was probably more that it's not that there's a character missing from the set. It's just that it's $200 and does not even come with a secondary robot toy. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Come and with I mean, some tiny jets though, which I mean, that's yeah. kind of cool. And I've seen, um, Ness in our Discord Digibash uh, over on his Twitter, uh, some potential color schemes for those. They come unpainted, but like if you know someone who's good at doing like little miniatures painting like that, those things can be dressed up really well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, yeah. And like you've got some options there. The box art um, has its opinion on what characters those little uh, jet slugs represent, but you know, you've got a wide swath of regular seekers. You've got uh, a couple cone head decos that you can choose from for the ramjet body. Uh, Ness even made a good case for like just kind of you know uh, wink until or squint and tilt your head a little bit and you know say that the dirge is or the ramjet is blitzwing instead because the shapes line up well enough and at that scale you're not going to really tell. Like you know yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you could do with those if you want to decorate out those little miniatures a little bit and I think that's pretty cool too. You've got some flexibility in like what this displays as and um like the 3d printing scene the aftermarket accessories people like there's all kinds of stuff that they will probably start churning out to uh swap in for those pieces yeah so, and you know like as far as you know don was talking about there's not really a character that maps onto that like i'm okay with that because we're constantly asking to get new characters anyway yeah so yeah yeah i'm all for it <laughs> at 200 dollars though i really wish <laughs> it would have came with a stand because mine's going to, like, Matt, mine's going to stay in ship mode. So it, I I know it can sit on the ground, mm-hmm. but I, w- I would really like to have a stand where it could be displayed in air. Okay, do so we, what you do, what you do, do it's going to be a DIY, a DIY project. Yep. But what you do is you um, get some, like, foam insulation, some blocks of foam insulation. You carve out the face of a mountain in it and you do some painting on that and then you just smash the nemesis <laughs> ship mode into that and that's your you know cartoon just, accurate diorama. just the very end is sticking out just the yeah. engines yeah do we know for sure that a stand doesn't come with it yes because, because the bottom of the ship actually turns into a stand yeah yeah basically. okay all right i i, I haven't yeah the, um, all the, pictures the, yet. the ventral wing splits in half and it can rest so it sits flat yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but like diecast, you gotta keep in mind. You know how big the arc is. This is gonna be similar in mass, at least, if not, you know, the overall volume. Uh, you would need a pretty big, hefty stand to hold that thing up safely. And yeah. you know, you would either take that mass out of the toy, or instead of a one ninety nine ninety nine Titan, you would be having a two twenty four ninety nine Titan. Like you'd be paying a lot more just for that stand that doesn't do anything else except hold your ship up. So this compromise, I think, is the correct choice. And I appreciate that they work something in there just so that it could sit and display 
you know, without having to sit on its thrusters, basically like the Ark does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, the Ark basically had landing gear. So. Yeah. It has landing, it has landing skids. Struts. But, yeah. Uh, at the same time, like the Ark is, once you've got a spare coffee table sitting around that you're not doing anything with, the Ark doesn't really display well either. Yeah. And besides, I, I desperately hope that this one is better in ship mode than the Ark because the Ark does not hold together very well in ship mode. Yeah. This at least looks like a more solid structural ship than the Ark did. Like, if you look at the pictures of the ship mode, yeah, there's transformation seams, especially for, like, where the that uh, ventral fin splits apart. But, like, it looks a lot more contiguous than the Ark does. So I think, in this case, they probably focused a little bit more on getting that part right, which I guess kind of shows through in the robot. I feel like with the Ark, they still tried to balance the ship and the robot to get both be an acceptable point this feels more like okay ship comes first and we do the best we can with the robot on what we get from making the ship right all right don what were you trying to say Uh, i just want to say that um maybe with the nemesis being more angular you've got better points of contact than if you've got a more rounded surface like the i hope so 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 because you have more points and angles and places that you can clasp together because every time you have a figure like the star wars darth vader death star and things along those lines where you've got a very round a very curved shapes that you have to put together to me a lot of the times they just for some reason you're, you're trying to force too much rounded stuff together and hold in place with small tabs whereas this has more angles more points more surface area that you can have stuff clicked together mm-hmm. all right um so has repulse in germany mind you uh has apparently started shipping out toxitrons nice. uh one one user on tfw has that in hand already posted a few pictures so we have uh some looks at the final version of toxitron here and the robot mode still looks really good it does yeah. the vehicle mode i feel like needs a little bit more something like, there's a little deco on the trailer, but, like, the cab of the robot just seems a little bit plain to me. Yeah, it, it all feels a little bit under-decorated. I feel like they were, like, on the right track with the trailer because, yeah. you know, the, just, like, uh, the, you know, the, the the orange goo running down the side, that's, like, the start of a really good 90s toy deco, but it needs to yeah. go further. Yeah. Yeah, the cab is too clean-looking in vehicle mode. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly opposite of what Toxitron should be, I think. Yeah, this is this is where all the siege overspray should have gone. This is this yeah. is where we should have that. <laughs> though I'll tell you what, like Toy Hacks has basically a blank canvas here to work with, and I think they can probably uh, put something together real nice to dress this up and you know finish the deco basically. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm still super interested in getting Toxitron. It's the thing I held out for with this mold since, uh, you know, the start of Legacy. So, like, I'm glad this is coming. I'm still going to get it when I see it in person somewhere. Hopefully, I haven't pre-ordered it, so that I may have I may have uh, you know made a mistake there. We'll find out, I guess. But like, yeah, I'm probably going to be looking for some like toy hack set for this, or if nothing else, like some custom paint work on it just to get the you know the goo and the decay on it yeah but like i like what they did with the base colors even the purple tires like it's got that uh, it's got that really nice weird 90s thing going on like you said and i want to see that maxed out but like i like where it's at right now 
Yeah. If this is shipping out in Germany already, like I don't imagine it's going to be super long before we start seeing that come through Hasbro Pulse in other parts of the world, including here, hopefully. Um, I don't think they're going to have to wait for Walmart to stock it because like Galaxy Shuttle Pulse shipped out in Hasbro or, and Walmart in the US never shipped out Galaxy Shuttle orders as far as I know. So I think just whenever Pulse gets this in, they'll start fulfilling them. So hopefully we won't have to wait too long for that. Yeah. Uh, as for when Walmart's going to actually get <clears throat> any of this stuff in store, that's going to be a fairly different question. I'm waiting for them to get in anything past Legacy Wave One, so that tells you how things are around here. I'm I'm very sorry to hear that, since like even my you know back in the middle of nowhere store managed to get Legacy Evolution Wave One in at least once. Must be nice. Like two weeks after they got in Legacy Wave 3 for the first time ever. So that was uh, some wacky timing there. Yeah, because I just saw Skullgrin and who's his wave mate? Skullgrin. Well, there's like three other toys in that wave. I'm try- yeah, but I, I just saw that point, wave. Point blank first- and crankcase. Yeah, I just yeah. saw Skullgrin and crank at my target for the first time last week. Ugh. Yeah, in store distribution sure is a thing. No, actually, it's not. <laughs> I didn't say what kind of thing it was. Well, uh, speaking of toys that we're not going to see on shelves for a while, it's leak week here on RFC. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're back in that uh, wacky little place where uh, things just get smuggled out of the factory, even though they're not remotely ready to go. Um, so all the images for this are mirrored in one article at Autobase Aichi. Um You'll be able to find the links to everything we're talking about in the show notes for this week's episode after the podcast version goes up, which will be at tfradio.net slash 829. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is the headless Voyager junk yawn in test shot colors. Uh, Matt, do you have thoughts on this? I mean, I'd buy that in the test shot colors. I yeah. mean, I kind of figured. <laughs> <laughs> the test uh, shot colors like, aren't I'm- bad. No, no, I'm excited about this. Whenever they mentioned uh, Voyager Junkie on, I was just thinking we'd get like another head thrown on the Studio Series 86 Rekgar mold. This is completely different. And like, it looks like it might be kind of an homage to like animated Rekgar. Yeah, it looks like a garbage truck. Like a garbage truck. And I am all for that. Like even even if it's not you know animated Rekgar, if it's just something close to it, like yeah, I'm all for that. Give me more Junkie ons. I mean, Paladin's saying it too. I feel like even if this is not animated Rekgar through a legacy filter, like that's got to be something that's in the line for like a potential retool. Yeah, it's yeah. on somebody's mind. Like, like there are like flourishes all over this thing that that doesn't scream animated Rekgar. Like, it's got mm-hmm. uh, some molded like cross chains yeah. across the forearms, which is not a Rekgar thing. So, but yeah, I mean, it's absolutely possible that you know there could be animated retcar parts tooled into this for a future mm-hmm. release yeah I, i'd be really surprised if there wasn't just because it's such a like in your face kind of thing to do if you're doing a junkie on garbage truck but yeah i, I figured you'd be in for this no matter what the colors were oh, oh yes yes please the funny thing about this and rob might be the only one who remembers the context for this the colors are very similar to the um Horrible, horrible bootleg uh, fans project munitioner that came in an Easter basket at Walgreens. Like I was thinking ago. about that. Yeah, <laughs> I still have that stupid thing up on my desk. Yeah, I have it over there. Uh, over there. <laughs> somehow I, I haven't remember. managed to break it yet. 
Yeah, I'm I amazed know, it I hasn't crumbled yet. Right? And like, it's not for one of trying either for because like two years ago, I got back out and transformed it and took pictures of it again for my website. Mm-hmm. Because as it turns out, there's no other documentation of it on the internet except for photos I took. So on my website and on T-Formers, there's pictures of this thing, photo evidence that exists, and they're all my photos. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird claim to fame. Yeah. Well, when when, when they reboot when they reboot fact uh, fact or fiction, maybe you'll make it on the uh, the new version. Oh, yeah. Exist or not? <laughs> um. So we have also headless the IDW minor Megatron retool of Siege Megatron, which uh, we talked Don's face palming right now. <laughs> I am I am still not buying that Megatron mold again. Don not, needs not, more no. of that Megatron mold. No, they, they had to. They had to color that thing in G two colors to get me to buy it, and Same. that was that was it. And that wasn't even the uh, seed version. That was the Earthrise retool. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. still basically the same. Yeah. Tool. I mean, it I mean, so there's. there's so I mean, it's it's eighty five percent the same toy. Yeah. It's it's really a shame that that mold has been done to death because. I really like the head sculpt that goes with this that came on Combat Hero Megatron. And I I would not mind having an origin Megatron figure, but I yeah, I don't need this mold again. I have at least three of it, so that's 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 my limit. I can't. I have I have every mold. I'll buy it. I I I don't (laughs) You're the problem. Uh (laughs) You know, we we uh, we went over that the last time I hosted too. Yes. With the with the movie box sets. I mean the yeah. problem is how often do we get a minor Megatron? Um well officially very rarely. The um in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. Yeah, we got one of the legend scale. Yeah. 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 Um which came with the little uh what was it, ransack scissors? Shop, I think shop. so. Yeah, one I think two. so. Yeah. Um, but that was done in IDW minor Megatron deco. Uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was called out in any way as being such on the packaging, but that was how they, uh, how they presented it, uh, with like the plastic colors and everything. The, the matching Optimus Prime was slightly IDW flavored too. It was, as I recall. it was. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were kind of a, a purpose made pair together. Um, and I guess in a roundabout way, the Bumblebee they did alongside that was kind of also because, uh, like it was semi war for Cybertron, but Bumblebee in IDW at that time was basically using a body shape like that. So, yeah, it, it all kind of so, fits together one way or the other. So, yeah, minor Megatron, rare, but not completely unprecedented. And, and it has been, you know, 10 years to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And it was, you know, a tiny little toy. And the thing is, I think I, I think uh, there's been at least four or five third party versions of that. So there's yeah, I know Mastermind know. did one that people tend to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we know we know this is gonna. If you're not sick to death of this mold, it's going to be a fairly <laughs> solid toy. It's probably going to look good. Yeah, but you know, if you don't need if you don't need another one of these, it's also very skippable. So you know, it's in a good place in a way. I mean, I might watch for this, and if it comes down to you know. 20-ish maybe i might pick it up i don't feel like a driving need to get this it looks really nice i like what they've done with the deco on it and i would like to get a copy of this with that alternate head sculpt especially you know on something where it's appropriate yeah well do you think they're doing this as a loose tie-in to the projected movie next year if you've got a a megatron in that movie that's a minor 
do you think there's any kind of correlation there? Or it's just another reuse of the mold. Just another reuse of the mold. Uh, cause like this is, there's this, and there's also supposed to be Marvel Comics Soundwave. So this is more about doing comics based stuff than it is about tying in with next year's movie. Trust me, they'll have plenty of stuff to tie in with next year's movie. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And and probably at least one of them will be a Siege Megatron retool anyway, just because it's always the Siege Megatron retool somewhere. <laughs> if it's not <laughs> if it's not Silverbolt, it's Siege Megatron. I mean, that's that's just it's the law. You know, yeah. I need to I need to get a Siege Megatron out again and a Silverbolt and compare them, and make sure that they're not actually the same mold because I never like stopped. And... <laughs> that that would be like dividing by zero. Uh, nothing good will come of that. Uh, speaking of nothing good, uh, we have a leak of Red Series Prime Starscream, which I mean is okay. It's not the worst thing. It's yeah, uh, it's it's okay, but um, I don't have confidence in these figures anymore. Just they're they're the quality is not there. Yeah, it's at this point. I, I mean, think I they, have I, Galvatron, and he's quite nice. I yeah, heard I mean, he's nice. I haven't seen uh, him on the shelf to pick him up. Um, I heard every other too. wave before Galvatron was garbage. Yeah, I'm, uh, the thing is, they're coming out so infrequently. They may be planned at a normal pace apart. Finding them is absolutely impossible. And hopefully the Galvatron Shockwave is showing an increase in quality, but we'll never know if we can't find them on the shelf to see how they are. I mean, I can go to a Walmart right now and get Galvatron Shockwave. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I oh. could probably go and pick up Ultra Magnus. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I, I, saw one, I saw one of those when I was visiting Hey Mickey. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I saw we've got is uh, the Ultra Magnus wave and Ultra Magnus knockdown, knockout, no, knockout and Cheetor, Coronation. probably. No, Coronation Starscream. Oh. oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, it, like with um, RC, at least the Prime stuff works for Red because those robots are so stylized anyway. The first edition Prime toys did a really good job of making those designs work as transforming things. But like, you know, if you want something that's really screen accurate to this, to what they look like and doesn't have to compromise any, you know, this is kind of where you're at. And the Starscream looks good on that basis. It even has um, a swap in arm for when he transforms his arm into the cannon. Yeah. I mean, they're still doing red wrong, though, because they should be giving us characters that never transform that we want in our collection. Yeah. Like, we should have gotten Autobot X by now out of of this. And we would love that. But again, this is for people, you know, like they have to do characters that the general public will recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're they're aiming for the Marvel Legends crowd here. Exactly. I I know who Optimus Prime is. I know who Shockwave (laughs) is. I know who Soundwave is. Nobody's going to know who Nightbird or Devcon are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Matt Matt just raised the point I was going to make. This is their Marvel Legends of Well, they want it to be. Well, they want it to be. And it's just the quality is just not a Marvel Legends quality. Of course, that's what you talk to. Yes, I would love to get an Autobot X and a Defcon. And like if Red was not a store exclusive line, we probably would have stuff like that. But there is the dual problem of, yeah, you got to do stuff that casual people are going to recognize. You also got to do the stuff Walmart wants to have. Yeah. Uh, you and know, it, if you got a bunch of retailers where you can get a larger volume of product out, you know, you can throw in stuff in ways like an Autobot X or an Alpha Trion or a DevCon, 
along with your knockouts that you remember from when you were a kid and you know things like that maybe maybe just wait until they have more characters done and then they can piece together an autobot x with a new torso there you go with from pre-existing parts (laughs) now that's what i would love to ask hasbro with their own round table what what is the future of red and how did it and super seven are wound up doing even though there's slightly different price points they're doing the same thing so it's like it's very weird that you're doing letting super seven do it and then you've you've well, still got super, red super seven is paying them for the for the opportunity to do it oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's just and it's just it's a weird thing to have red, both. red is a lot cheaper than the super seven and super yeah, seven is not in a competing market i'm sorry rob go ahead and in the context of the, you know, outside of Transformers, in the context of the uh, greater toy market here, it's really not that weird or unusual just because I honestly do not know how many freaking Ninja Turtles lines there are running right now. Oh my now. God. <laughs> and Super, so Super, Seven guilt, Super Seven is guilty there too. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I honestly do not know. There's at least like, three. It's like 1989 all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, just... I, I wish it was 1989. I could deal with some 1989. Yeah. I had some good hot dogs that year. Wait, no, I didn't. I lived in Tennessee. Tennessee didn't have good hot dogs then. <laughs> 1990. Give me 19. Uh, no, 19, make it 1991. I'll take 1991. I had good hot dogs that year. And like there wasn't other bad stuff going on. Um, so red star scream looks fine. I don't really have any complaints about how that looks, but there is also G1 Grimlock who I don't oh. really understand. No one does. But that's not uh, cartoon Grimlock. That's not toy Grimlock. I don't know what it is. Is it comic Grimlock? <laughs> it's not IDW Grimlock. Might be Dreamwave no. Grimlock. Oh, I wonder. You might be onto something there. It's not marshmallowy enough, but maybe. Hmm. Okay. I mean, to be fair, um, Coronation Starscream was a little bit Dreamwavy too, actually. Hey, yeah. look, and it has normal qual- uh, QC because he has uh, two right legs yeah okay so there's there's two samples of this picture one does not have any paint and obviously has parts assembled incorrectly so like that one i think is one where you know it got as far along on the production line somebody noticed the parts were on wrong and it got put in the discard pile instead of going to the paint booth the other one has its full deco and all the parts are put on correctly so yeah that's kind of the difference there you know, this is this is a very terrible thing to say, and it, it will probably give us all nightmares. But when I look at that, the first thing I think of is Energon Grimlock. You know, I don't, I don't immediately disagree with you on that, Don. I think it's the bright yellow chest that's doing it. That's not helping. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing is, though, like the claws are hinged to flip up and down. The tail halves on the legs are also jointed. And like, I don't know why these things are true. Yeah, but that's bizarre. Yeah, like it looks like it should. It looks like those are transformation joints, but these don't transform. Like, there's nothing else on there that suggests transformation. It's just these elements still think that they're on a transforming toy for some reason. Yeah, it may be coincidental. Maybe that's just like the easiest way to assemble these extra bits onto the figure. Yeah. But it's I, still really weird. I mean, if we're if we were going by the animation model, Grimlock wouldn't even have those tail bits on his legs. Uh, right, right. That's why I said this is not cartoon Grimlock by any stretch. Yeah. No, the your IDW idea might be more on the right track here. It's just it's a very weird one. And I'm surprised that they didn't go like 
strong cartoon accuracy with this because Grimlock. Yeah. Of all things, you know, this more than Galvatron Shockwave, I'd say this is the one they should get right, and they really didn't. Mm hmm. I, yeah, I do not understand this toy. Also, the, no. the red thing on the chest appears to be hinged. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I, I, yeah, I, what? Maybe he has a matrix inside. <laughs> well, that's just wrong. Yeah. If this is IDW, I wonder if what we're seeing where those parts are movable is they're made to be removable and switched with different kibble parts so we can be dinosaur Grimlock or pre-Dinobot like tank thing Grimlock. It's a possibility. I mean, it feels like there would be a lot of extra parts, but at the same time, if the only like handheld accessory is the sword maybe there'd be room to actually fit in uh, different kibble pieces to swap on. Yeah. Or at the same time, though, that sounds too... Releases. Yeah, I was going to say, at the same time, that sounds too creative for red, so probably not. Yeah, just... Uh, and it's not like they can make a red exclusive for Pulse because of the whole Walmart thing. Yeah. I mean, it took us how long to get that G1 sound wave out, and, it was in, and then it was in the shattered glass colors. Right. So th- that was a good, what, almost two years between initial release and then we saw it again? Yeah, it was about, yeah, it seemed like about two years of exclusivity to Walmart. Um, did any of you get a chance to look at the pictures of Studio Series Gamer Edition Bumblebee in hand that were posted? Yes. Yeah. How do we feel about this compared to the uh, stock photos originally? It looks fine to me. I don't, I don't have any, you know, I don't have anything against it. Um, I still have so many bad memories of the original. I don't want to touch it, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, this has to be better than that. At least I like, Ideally. I'm still kind of hung up on the, you know, chest shelf thing going on with it. Yeah. But, like it doesn't look too bad in like practical posing. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like it, it is a, you know, a, a deluxe size figure. So mm-hmm. I get it. I give it a little bit more leeway uh, than I do like a Voyager. Yeah. That the depth of that chest just still bugs me, but otherwise like it probably is an improvement in like the, the handling experience over the 2010 version. Yeah. Uh, even at, you know, 40% less mass. That was a pretty big toy. Oh yeah. It was ridiculously bi- I uh, big. I think it was bigger the than time. the Optimus. I want to say it was, yeah. It was strangely <laughs> uh, enormous, difficult to handle, just every everything you want, all in one place. Yeah. Uh, so, Robosen has previewed a Rise of the Beast Optimus Prime non-transforming interactive robot, which um, they will be either putting up for pre-order or giving more information on uh, later in May. Yeah, they were. they actually sent out a survey asking about the price point. Mm-hmm. And what you consider is too much, um, and I think the, I, <laughs> I think I said over six hundred. Okay, that seems that seems good. Good start. Yeah, uh, that was this. I didn't want to go lowest tier. I think the lowest tier was under five hundred, and then the next one was under six hundred, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. But. Yeah, I I basically feel like probably what they're going to do is just reskin the Optimus Prime that we have now. Well, not even entirely because this is non-transforming. So this is it's probably a reskin of one of their other robot skeletons basically. 
Uh, um, yeah. But this is robot mode only, like the Bumblebee we saw the teaser for at one of the expos recently. Um, I don't know if they're going to actually like do any more transforming transformer robots because, like, you know, that's got to add a ton more cost. Yeah. Yeah. More details coming soon in late May. Yeah. I mean, like, just as a detailed figure of this design, it looks pretty good if you're into that movie aesthetic. Uh, so obviously Matt's not interested, but, um, you know, there's probably some little audience out there. And this is marked as a limited edition, so they're probably going to do a fairly short run of this. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be super surprised if they found out that, like, the Transformers community is not a big, like, real robot buying community. So, yeah. you know. I I almost imagine the Transformers projects are probably going to start tapering off and what we're seeing is stuff that they've already committed to before they figured out that their business model doesn't exactly work with us. Hmm. Well, they need to find something else then because just generic robots didn't work too well for them either. So, yeah, plus the fact is you've got they come out with the first version of Optimus, then they do another version of Optimus that's cheaper, but doesn't do this and doesn't do that. It's very confusing if you're yeah. tr- looking at, well, this one does this, this one doesn't do that. This one has this. It's like, why are you doing it this way? Yeah, no, I agree. And especially since like, you know, they did the first one and the trailer for it and the second one, they don't have any accessories for so far either. So like, if you missed out on that first one, you're kind of stuck, because that's out of production now. Um, you know, all you get is the smaller Optimus cab at this point, which is not that much cheaper than the original price of the original version either. So, yeah, it's um, the business model does not make a ton of sense to me either. Uh, speaking of business models that don't make a lot of sense to me, uh, I'm going to read this the way I wrote it. Who doesn't need a Transformers branded Anchor Power Bank for $100? Me. <laughs> Now, let's be clear. All this is is a regular anchor power bank of a particular model with Transformers graphics uh, slapped over it. This is just like the uh, projector that we saw. Yeah, and it's not too dissimilar from the Rise of the Beast nerf gun we saw a week or so before that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, (laughs) you know, not impressed, especially at the price point. Yeah. I mean, Hasbro said they're going to focus on licensing, so expect a lot more of this type of stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's fine. It's fine. Like, you know, licensing is where the money is. So, like, absolutely do this stuff. I'm not going to pretend it's like a desirable product. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Unless, seeing- unless they pay me to, then I will. I am totally for sale, Hasbro. Hit me up. Oh, my gosh. We're seeing <laughs> the return of device label. If only. This doesn't even transform. Yeah. I mean, we had we had that one transforming power bank, didn't we? Uh, several years ago. Yeah that that was pretty cool. That yeah. I mean, it wasn't the best transformer, but it wasn't it the best was... battery either. Like it was fairly <laughs> low capacity, and in both cases, like it was expensive for what it was because it was the price of both, basically. But yeah, I mean, we've we've had better than this in some respects uh, for about the same price. I mean, I looked at the, this power bank a little bit. It's kind of cool. Like, it plugs in the wall, and you can use it as an AC adapter for other rechargeable items. Like, it's not just a, you know, it's a battery that you plug your stuff into, and then when it depletes, you got to recharge it. You can actually use it as an adapter, as I'm understanding it. So, like, it's a neat piece of technology. I don't really need to pay the premium to have a Transformers sticker put on it, though. Right. 
that that's kind of where I'm at with it. All right, so uh, that, uh, as you may have guessed, does it for the news this week. Uh, Don has requested to go first in what we got, so Don, please carry us carry us away. Thank you much. I only got two things this week, but I'm very happy to get both of them. First thing was uh, from Amazon, tfradio.net slash Amazon. Very good, Don. Gamer vs. Optimus Prime came in stock. Oh, good. Nice. Uh, and you opened chunk- it. It's a miracle. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I, yes I did. I wanted to, I, I had five minutes on lunch. Uh, he's a chunky boy. And I feel like this figure, even though it's simpler, is a more enjoyable version of that character. Because, again, we all know the nightmare of the first version was the Transform. I like that toy. Yeah, this is, this is really nice. It's got a good heft to it. The plastic feels good. Uh, again, I'm not real crazy about them sort of giving up the ghost back here. But I don't ever display my figures in vehicle mode for the most part unless I have two. And, I know, and this is not going to be something that's going to be seen even if I did. But it feels good. It's got a good heft to it for a modern Voyager. I'm really happy I picked it up, and it looks good. Um, I will say I'm not crazy about the hand becoming the gun, and there's not an option on here that I can find for him to handhold the pistol, the weapon, mm-hmm. even though I know his, I know that's the way the game was, you know, his arm became the gun in the game from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But I wish there would have been a like a flip-down peg yeah, that he he could have handheld it if he wanted it that way, uh, and then you've got his axe, which is a decent size axe for a modern Voyager. Um, there are better third party axes out there for, through the years that I've seen. That's a lot more. Yeah, but are they? Would those even be available anymore? Yeah, probably not unless you got yeah. them on the secondary yeah. market. But I mean, it's it's a nice axe. It's just kind of. It needs some more paint, but again, for the price for a Voyager, he feels good. Hmm. The other thing I got uh, that I am super stoked about, been wanting this forever, Leader Class Snarl. Ooh, nice. He is awesome. He is a solid figure. This is the best feeling figure since Grimlock. Well, he is nice. the best Dinobot. So, <laughs> well, Sludge will always be my favorite Dinobot because he was my first Transformer. He can be your favorite, but Snarl is the best. Snarl is—he's a solid figure. It does not have the wonky. Well, Slag was good, but getting stuff lined up was something of a problem because his tail had to go in at a certain angle. Uh, you don't have that problem, and we all know about Sludge, about the the, the Russian roulette with his QC. Snarl is great. He's solid. He's chunky. He feels like what these leader Dinobots should. Transformation is very smooth. Uh, the only trouble I had was the dino rear legs fold up into the forearm for robot mode. And if you don't get a spudger or to pull them out and you try pulling by the feet, you will pull them off and they will go flying across the room. Um. Does not have the sludge issue with the giant gaping hole because we all yeah, know it looks pretty like, good. Yeah, yeah, that's amazingly it, clean on the bottom. Yeah, because we know, we all know it looks like those feet were supposed to fold up on sludge to hide that gap, and they it was costed out apparently. Yeah, um, but the you don't have a lot of parts. The only thing tricky, and I'm not, I'm, that's not even really that tricky, 
is do you see the yellow there in the middle of the back? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are his toes. His toes go oh, okay. under the chest plate huh. and it all locks together. So it's a little, it's not even really challenging. It's just, you want to make sure you get stuff lined up or you'll jam, you know, stuff yeah. and it won't quite fit. But all in all, uh, I got him from CMD store. He was a dollar more than BBTS, $3 more than Pulse. And I got, uh, of course, I got two because. <laughs> but, but he was in stock and ready to ship. He was in stock and ready to ship. So really, if I look at what I paid with shipping and the slight early, early charge, I paid like $7 more a piece than I would have. And here's something else I wanted to bring up. I ordered two, so I got the shipping case. Street oh. date, yeah. Street date is one eight twenty three. So these things were originally street dated for January eighth. Interesting. But, yes, that's why I wanted to save the box. But everywhere that has them for pre order is showing August. Okay, here's that's, the thing, Don. Here's here's an important thing. That, yeah, it that might that be only. one August instead yeah. of. Yeah, if that's instead it, of January eighth. Yes, yeah, so that by any chance like a Hasbro UK shipping curtain. Uh, I'm even not if it, sure. Even if Actually, was, I did even, even if it was Canadian, yeah, I think yeah, it goes, I think it goes um day month year, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dunk, putting the glasses on. <laughs> uh, everything. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what to look for. I'm looking for any kind of like. Oh, Wheeltech yeah. 64 just posted a picture of it in our Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. First. It's August huh. August 1st, so it is the European way of showing the dates, not not the American version. So I apologize for that. It's just I saw that and I was thinking that's very weird that it's a January street date and it's scheduled for August. I yeah. mean, from what we know of stuff sitting around in distribution centers in North America for months at a time, it would not have surprised me at all if that was january 8th that they were talking about right but i mean when it went up for pre-order it was already showing august you know that that's what yeah. i was thinking it's weird that it was shown that far out when it was already apparently in the pipeline but i'm i apologize i forgot i wasn't thinking in european date format but um yeah if anyone was worried about the qc unless it's just um you know the the manufacturer you know a variation in tolerances Solid figure looks great in both modes. Yeah, the the yellow plastic is a little butterscotchy, but I'm not. I don't care. It, that's, he, he just that's in line really with good. the other Dinobots, though, isn't it? So yeah, know. it's yeah. At, so, at, this, at this point, you've either made peace with it or skipped them all. So I don't know that it matters too much. Yeah. So I mean, I think Snarl just has like the most prevalence of that color unpainted. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Over the others. It's more the mismatch problem than that it's, you know, the butterscotch color. Yeah, but you don't Makes have sense. you know, you don't have the floppiness that Sludge has, especially with his wings and those back legs where Sludge just falls backwards for no reason. You don't have the problems about parts lining up like slag. So this is probably this well, this is the strongest Dinobot since Grimlock. That's great. I'm I I a, I'm really glad you got a good quality control copy after your uh, trials with sludge and i'm just happy to hear like it's well designed <laughs> yeah especially getting an early release and you yeah. got you see that's yeah that's that good. was that's that, that was promising. on my mind yeah that yeah. was on my mind that okay i'm getting one of the first batches am i going to regret jumping the gun on this early but yeah i am extremely happy strong recommend for me 
Yeah, and that was one of the reasons I didn't uh, go in for the CMD store stock of this either, because I was worried about the QC roll on it. You know, if I had to replace it, that was going to be a problem dealing with a Canadian retailer, um, I, which is why I ultimately decided I'm just going to stick with the Amazon pre-order that I already have. I do have one question, Don. It's something I may have asked you before, but I can't help myself. Um, why do you feel a need to get a second box copy when the box is completely closed? Because I'm going to have at some point a Dinobot display and these things on the aftermarket are going for a lot of money. Look at Grimlock, Grimlock and slag more Grimlock are going for going for a lot, a lot on the aftermarket. Plus, if I if this thing breaks, if Hank knocks him off the shelf, okay, I want to yeah. have I want a second one ready to go to display because I want my Dinobots to be right. Well, Don, I fair. think you should uh, I think you should open the other one now to check its QC as well. Yeah, yeah, do That's it for science. No, yeah. For science, Don. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just <laughs> I, I regret not getting two Grimlocks just because again, it's just if one of these breaks. I couldn't buy copy, multiples of my fans' toys ones, obviously. Right. Yeah. So this, yeah. So this way, if something breaks, I've got another one ready to go. I don't don't have to worry about the aftermarket prices. Yeah. Besides, I've got too many Dinobots. Oh no, what a problem to have! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, um, diecast. Finally, get yours out of the way since uh, I know you have a ton of stuff. Yeah. <sighs> oh God, diecast wasn't home last week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> some of it i didn't even bring down like i got that uh jet fire that turns into a ship or yeah a ship that don has the toy world oh one. yeah the yeah the, to- the battleship the battleship yeah the world War two battleship version of jeffer i just want a battleship honestly that's why i bought it for probably won't even transform it um i got Earthrise, earth spark i'm sorry earth spark shockwave uh shockwave which is actually the exact same as the cyberverse shockwave just a little bit different paint applications and stuff like that so it's the horrible uh vehicle mode crab tank is it actually the same mold? yeah yeah it's actually the same mold yeah it is it is it's it's like it's like that sky warp jet it's just brought straight over uh, with a slight yeah, it, repaint right but that was like a warrior class one this is a deluxe one that's just kind of disappointing yep. yep and uh they both went up on pulse i also got prime ah yeah which actually doesn't look like a bad prime uh from from the, front the, the product package. shot on yeah. the back because i yeah. haven't opened it yet but yeah, so hey, Mickey actually got that while I was there. I handled the Optimus Prime a little bit. It's not terrible. Um, it very much relied on having the weapons stored in vehicle mode to have everything uh, like lock in place correctly. Hmm. But the transformation of it is not too bad. The robot's okay. The vehicle mode is pretty solid once you've got that gun in there. Um, there's kind of some backpack kibble going on on the robot, but like you know, for what it is and being a different kind of take on Optimus Prime from a different team than normally does Optimus Primes, like it's pretty okay for a $20 toy in, you know, the modern uh, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, and the only two left are Grimlock and Nightshade, and then you can actually build Mandroid. 
<laughs> I'm just glad they found a way to use the gun as something for the transformation. It's not just like stuck on the back somewhere. I mean, it's it kind of is stuck on the back. It just holds yeah, things in place. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that it, it's not. It, it has a use in vehicle mode, and not just you're sticking a gun on top of Optimus's roof. Well, yeah. Well, the only problem with that is if you're a kid and you lose the weapon, you're going to have a floppy truck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to Don, I got uh, Earthspark Steve uh, (laughs) because I could not find this on Amazon, but Don had the link and he sent it to me. And uh, I don't know if they're going to do a deluxe version of him. So this one is the... What a warrior class, but it was only fifteen dollars. Warrior so class I, thrash, to be clear, for people who uh, don't know the Steve joke. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I think fifteen dollars is a fine price point for this. Well, now did didn't we have Steve as one of the data mine names that we didn't know who it related to at one point? I th- I think I remember because we made the joke like, oh, they're they're reissuing the Viacon again. I mean. That's entirely possible. I don't remember uh, specifically that. I also got uh, today from Walmart. Ooh, pretty. Ooh, sent to me. Oh, nice. The box is a little damaged. This but, is um, you know, this is retro reissue Thundercracker since I Thundercracker, and we kind of expect for the box to be a little bit damaged when it comes from Walmart.com. Yeah, mine was too. <laughs> but considering we're probably never going to see these things in the stores until they show up at Ollie's. So okay. I'm going to jump in here with a story from one of our Discord members, Panda Strong. Uh, he went to Walmart, his one of his local Walmarts, and not only did they apparently have Retro Hound on the shelf, it had a Markdown sticker on it, and somebody was there doing Markdown updates, and he asked them if they had updated that yet today, so they marked it down further for him. So he got Retro Hound off the shelf in his local store for, I think, about $18. Yeah. Wow. And I also got Retro Hound, if that's what we're calling it, uh, with the the other jet, uh, Thundercracker. Oh, brain. My Walmart never marks anything down or puts anything on shelves. So, Well, they can't mark it down if they don't stock it in the first place, Matt. <laughs> they Come don't even mark down the star screams they can't get rid of. I mean, mine here. Yeah, mine finally marked down the last remaining override to like nine dollars. Well, you ought to pick that up to have a spare. I've already got a spare. <laughs> oh, okay. That's like a good Don, point for $9. I also got yeah. Optimus Prime, the gamer edition. Uh he is a big boy. His chest actually sticks out further than oh, the box. Does. Oh wow. <laughs> Which was interesting. Mine actually came like the chest was opened which is how I noticed it. And then I closed it and I'm like, it still kind of sticks out more than the box. I mean, I do uh, remember when we had, you know, windows on the thing still, um, you know, sometimes there would occasionally be toys where it's literally pressed up against the plastic in the front. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. definitely would be this figure. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see how a case of those are packed. That would be really fascinating to see. I mean, yeah. probably like normal and they're just, you know, pressing into the back of the box in front of them. Yeah. So luckily mine doesn't have any like major damage from anything, but I got him. Uh, what else did I get? Oh, oh. diecast is oh. reaching all over the place. I had to go under my desk for this one. The Omega Supreme. This is the new age one. Um, wow. I gave this thing a hard time because of the price. 
the articulation on this thing is just amazing. Um, he has this metal ratchet down underneath so his legs can go all the way forward all the way back all the way out wow uh, he's got oh, wow. double jointed uh double jointed knee double jointed elbows with Dang. you know some little metal detailing right there um his articulation he's got he's got a really nice uh ab crunch uh, his head is articulated, pops up so he can look up. He can look, he can look down a little bit. Down's not the greatest, you know, full side to side. But as far as like articulation, this thing is just so good. Um, and this is the one, it? what's that? Have you transformed it? Yes. Really okay. nice transformation, really intuitive, really solid. Uh, the tank is motorized to go around the track. Oh, cool. It's not the best <laughs> motorized. Like it was getting stuck in points and I did get it to go around uh finally on its own. Uh it just took a little bit of doing. I feel like that um, would just add to the like the 80s motorized toy ambiance though. Yeah. But this is probably the the best transforming and articulated Omega Supreme that I've had and I've gotten them all. Um, so now, I like him. Now, Diecast, one thing um, I, wa- I watched when I was home for lunch, uh, I watched Bobby Skullface's video on that. His co- yeah, his copy, the leg, one of the legs is misassembled. So when you turn the leg to make the ramp portions that connect to the wings, it was off center because it was assembled backwards. So I, but you said you've transformed yours and it, everything was even yeah. on those. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was a widespread problem or just that. I just wanted to let uh, everyone know that just to check their, uh, their, the non wing part of the tracks. Okay. So the, the price we were seeing for that was in the neighborhood of like $200, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It was, Did it was you like pay two- that much for it. I don't know what I paid. You got it from yeah. Taubo. Yeah. 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 It was two twenty nine, I believe. It shows Z. Domestic retailers were about three hundred plus. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Some domestic retailers were were over three hundred dollars. Okay, so diecast. We know that you don't have any sense of the actual value of money, but like knowing now how good it actually is, like, do you think like even the lower like Asian market price for this? Do you think it's actually like worth buying at that price? It's close. Um, I still think it should have been a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have personally, with h- how the motorized gimmick work, I I would have personally for- omitted that. Yeah, omitted that, and maybe you know if that was a serious cost, mm-hmm. um, and maybe gave it you know a couple LEDs or something. Um, but he is really nice so if you really don't care about the price point and you just want a really nice omega supreme that you can actually transform and maybe display in his uh rocket city mode or whatever you call it um i will i would have a hard time not recommending him okay one one thing i loved about when i was watching the video is his shoulder the rocket's all one piece but the shoulders lift up, flip around, and then become 
circular portions of the rocket. And it's like, it's so smooth. It, it just looks like there's a lot of thought put into that with very little parts forming. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that really bothers me is there's a little bit of a, uh, you can see the hole where there's, there's a slider right there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they couldn't have done something. So you didn't see that. It's just kind of an eyesore and a figure that's so good. Um, I don't know why that wasn't addressed before it shipped. Yeah. If they do a spream in that, I'll probably pick it up, but I'm waiting because they've already got three recolors out of that already, or at least solicited. First company yeah. to do an Omega Spream is just going to be able to have Don name a price. Well, no, it's, it, well I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of fans out there, and it's like they can print money if they do it. But that's all I got. Oh, okay. That was a lot less than I actually expected. Matt? Uh, I did not get any transformers this week, but That's not fine. for lack of not for lack of trying. <laughs> um, two <laughs> hours down the interstate, four WalMarts and a Target. Uh, Couldn't find anything. I had a hundred dollar gift card. Like I'm trying to give people money here, and just nobody puts anything on the shelves. It should uh, not be this hard to give people money for toys. It really should not. Now I um, I, I know that pain though, Matt. The uh, the road trip with no fruit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and uh, like Target did have the um, the point blank uh, crankcase Skullgren wave, but I have point blank and crankcase, and I'm Skullgren doesn't really do it for me. Uh, they had the Voyagers out, but I'm I'm skipping Armada Starscream. But like, it, it should not be this hard to give people money, Don. You're right. Uh, I did, however, get a couple shipments from uh, Toku Collectibles. I got oh boy, Shoto Super Ninja Man. Ooh, ah. Ninja, right? Yes. yes. And two days after that, I got the rest of the Kaku Rangers. Hooray! All right. Alien Rangers, yay. Those guys are such assholes. They suck so bad. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> they are jerks. Oh, my God. Not, Watch Kaku maybe Ranger, not, everybody. <laughs> maybe, maybe not die Ranger levels of asshole, but... Oh, well, I ooh, think so it's, I, they're the same. They're just kind of different. Yes, We're on the same level, just different neighborhoods. Like I, yeah, I love these sets because just the amount of like parts that come with these things, like the hands. Oh my god, they one, two, three, four, five. Six. <laughs> they each have like eight sets of hands, each, each, each figure. So <laughs> that's before you get into the weapons or the Kaku Ranger balls or anything or the secret scrolls. Hey, 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 it, family, family show here, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> um. I think I think Blade Raider at Blade Gnome on Twitter put up like some comparison shots of just how many like parts these things come with. It's insane. But yes, uh so sadly that's all I got this week, but it it was totally worth getting. I love what you get in the shipments from Toe Collectibles because this stuff obviously just makes you so happy. Yes. It's- and uh I think next month uh Shokugan modeling project Ninja Man comes out. So, ooh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Blade says they have ten sets of hands. Yeah, each. each, each. There are <laughs> oh, five man, that of takes them. Takes me back. And oh yeah, he uh, put his tweet in our Discord tfradio.net/slash Discord. That is a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that I mean, is. You know, it, it's nice because these sets are you know kind of pricey for what they are, but yeah. I love them so much. How, how much really was nice. it, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, they 
they vary a little bit. It was about a hundred dollars for this set, for this set, the Kaku Rangers. Oh man, that uh, I'm I'm sorry. Just I've been looking at some of the like Gundam figures in this scale, and that is a deal comparatively speaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On Markdown, the, the set of three figures I want that comes with a mobile suit cockpit is like hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, I saw I, those I at that, that. I saw those at that place in Georgia where I got the dop from, and they were priced accordingly. Yes. Oh my. And for Shoto Super, the Die Rangers are up next. Nice. Ooh. So they're they're following assholes with assholes. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I implore people, watch 90s Sentai. It's an amazing experience. Oh, you, you can't go wrong. Like anything in the 90s, just just watch it. And yeah, uh, Matt. Yeah, that uh, shouts Toku Shoutsu channel uh, streams that fairly regularly. Yeah. So you can catch yeah. it with no outlet um, cash. Shout, shout covered every single year of the 90s, too. They've got them all. Actually, um, check Shout's site where they do streaming, too. I think a lot of that is actually still available on demand for free. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I think Matt is a space ball because he's surrounded by assholes. Not yet. I don't have the Die Rangers yet. Ah, uh, yeah. Then. So. Soon enough. Soon enough. Yeah. Speaking of 90s Sentai, I guess I'll go next. Some asshole sent me uh, a 90s Sentai this week. <laughs> Who would do such a thing to you? What, what I, jerk? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I couldn't tell you, but yeah, I have GoGo Five now. So um, thanks, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> that will never die. All right. Uh, I, 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 I was a little down in the dumps. I, I had to do something to amuse myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, when, and I it was fifty-eight. It. it was fifty-eight percent off on Amazon. So. Oh, I, nice. I do appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. Well, just look at it this way, Chris. You have the you have Carter Grayson. So I mean, you know, no, that's that would be Lightspeed Rescue. I have Gogo Five. Yeah, he has he has Matoy. Definitely. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, Rob, wrap us up. Okay. Um, first off, uh, Matt, I do just want to mention that the uh, <laughs> uh, Discord at tfradio.net slash Discord is somewhat up in arms that you're uh, turning up Skullgrin. I will say that. You know, if you're ever desperate for a fix, that is a really nice toy, despite, you know, despite not being like the best looking Skullgren you could get on a technical level. It's a really lovely figure. I think you would like it, but I've also seen a photo of someone's alternate transformation for that, which uh, puts it completely on the tank tracks and puts the skull head right at the front of the tank. Oh, nice. Which sort of like I- a. So like a Voltron skull tank from actually yes yes which okay. actually which actually segues into what I got this week perfect you got a Voltron I close um I got <laughs> another I got another gift from uh, Jason Hiley he sent me all of Voltron on DVD both series so, wow nice uh, yeah Lion and yeah. Vehicle 124 episodes the whole deal and a, a very nice note with it so yeah Jason thank you very much I really appreciate it this was. Uh, this I watched a lot of this as a kid, and actually, uh, this was for a long time. This was one of my mom's favorite shows, so she interesting. Lo- she loved Voltron, so you know, just yeah, it, it it really you know makes me happy to have all of this. So thank you so much. Although the more I the more and more I hear about your mom, both from you and from Jay, it's just like your mom sounds like she was like the most interesting person in the world for a stretch of years there. He was. She was. She was amazing. And there's so many people I wish could have met her before the stroke because yeah, she would have just had so you know so many great conversations with so many people. Everybody loved her. That's that's all I can say. 
So, Rob, when you get done with Vehicle Voltron and you buy Soldier's Go and Diruger 15, <laughs> let me know. Let me know and we'll compare notes. Okay. <laughs> you, um, you might be waiting a while, Don. I'm just going to warn you. I waited 30 years for a Headmaster RC. I, I don't think I've got 30 years left. But yeah, I, I wish I had your patience, Don. I swear. <laughs> it wasn't patience. It was just quiet suffering for years and years and years. I love that our Discord right now is also debating on like what the best episode of 90 Sentai is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake makes a strong case with Get the Earth Drunk from Five Man. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right, we'll let that continue. Uh, Rob, what else you got going? Um, actually, I, I unless I'm forgetting something, I think that's everything I got this week. Oh, so. okay. All right, that works then. But yeah, there's uh, some love for O Ranger in here, which I appreciate since O Ranger was, was Thank kind you. of the redheaded stepchild of 90 Sentai for a while. Uh, now, more, for more me, people should give it a chance. Yeah. No, O Ranger is good. It had the one thing that really infuriated me when I watched on fan subs originally, but like the series overall is actually really good. All right. Um, well, you know, if you would like to join in on the debate over 90 Sentai, you can do that by joining our Discord at tfradio.net slash Discord. You don't have to uh, download any app or desktop program. Uh, you can run it straight out of your browser. Just uh, go to our link, sign up for an account if you don't have one. If you do have one, please log into it and don't make a duplicate like Diecast does every single time he joins. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, our Discord even has, uh, unfortunately not very often used a patron exclusive channel for our patreon members uh if you would like to become a patron and have access to that and other perks including an ad-free version of the podcast every week um access a day early to the podcast before it goes up on the public feed not 24 hours mind you but just the day before it goes on the public feed it'll be up on the patreon um we posted a higher bit rate for our patrons we have the weekly ish patron exclusive pre-show podcast um undetermined yet if we're going to have one for this week we recorded material but i'm not sure any of it's like pre-show good enough it was just kind of like the random stuff i'm not sure if there's anything in there we didn't want being heard so we'll have to we'll have to think about that for a minute but usually we have a patron exclusive pre-show podcast most weeks um we have uh unedited episodes of rfc which if there's anything that's cut out for content reasons uh like you know don going off on a bender over sludge or what have you um patrons will get to hear the original uncut version of that um they also get access to the edited version later if you want the clean cut also for whatever reason if you want to you know play this to your kids although i don't know that i recommend that in either case (laughs) um patrons will also get the history on the fives podcast a week early and patrons at the touch tier get to actually be on history on the fives which is hosted by rob um rob how are we doing on episodes of that lately oh, um we've uh we missed a couple of weeks uh at the end of april but we recorded one last night which i uh, sent to brian um i may have to ask him if uh, stuff's been posted because uh some of the other folks on the show were saying they haven't seen uh the episodes uh uh we've done lately so okay. i you know i i'll have to check with brian and see if it's gotten uh posted at some point but uh you know it is still going along we're you know uh, we're a couple weeks behind at this point but uh just it happens and you know re- real life uh happens so absolutely yeah but uh we are we are still going we've got uh 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 spider bob and uh sean just about all uh show up we had uh frank with us uh frank perkins with us last night and uh 
ah, other, other patrons show up as you know, they are available. So if you want to come join us, please, by all means. Mm-hmm. And of course our touch patrons get a shout out on the show every week and they have their names on our credits page on the website at tfradio.net slash credits, which is where I'm reading from right now. So we would like to especially thank as we thank all of our patrons equally, but we especially thank our touch patrons, Kevin Dorsey, AJ, Eric Griffin, Tyrell Gwynn, Rick Mahurin, Brian Bona, Emmett Stresovich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Ness, Joey Russell, Sean Williamson, Spider Bob, Jay Klein Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lutia, Sean Breton, and Jason Hiley. Thank you all so much for being touched patrons. Thank all of you who are patrons and help keep the show going. We literally could not do this without you. If you'd like to help keep the show going and uh, get some good benefits out of it, go to patreon.com slash tfradio or tfradio or tfradio.net slash patreon um if you would like to help the show out in a little bit more passive way you can do that with our amazon affiliate link tfradio.net slash amazon basically anything you buy on amazon we'll get a little bit of referral bonus for uh it contributes more than you think it would uh but you know it never hurts to get that out there you know ask your friends to shop with it too if uh they don't have an affiliate link they're loyal to uh, every little bit helps, and you know we super, super appreciate everything everybody does to help keep us being a show that goes out on the internet, even though this week we didn't even know we were going to be a show going out on the internet until like 8.15. Uh, so Brian Kilby is not here. You can find him at briankilby.com, and his Twitter is uh, deactivated more often than not these days. Um, Rob Springer is not with us, but always will be a part of the family. He's at Robo Rob Springer on Twitter or zonebase.org. Uh, the latest episode of his podcast came out a couple weeks ago. You can find that on tfradio.net. Uh, John DeLuna also uh, will always be part of the family, even when he's not here. We we really wish John would drop in uh, from time to time, like he told Diecast he wanted to. Uh, we've made that clear to him too. So hopefully, you know, we'll be seeing John around from time to time in the near future. Uh, but you can find him on the internet at that John D. Uh, you can find the show on the internet basically, you know, anywhere. Um, we're on Patreon, as I said. We are on Twitter still at TF Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube. You want to especially subscribe to us on YouTube because we don't do like placeholders for the stream anymore. So um, if you subscribe, you can turn on the notifications on YouTube and you will get um, an inbox notification or a pop up on youtube when we go live every week so that's a good way to keep track of the live streams uh also on our discord now i've added this week um an updates channel an announcements channel um so on weeks when we're planning or expecting to not have a stream you can find that information posted there and then when i find out at the last minute that hey we're actually going to do this after all i put that there too so uh definitely go join our discord for that and you know have notifications for that channel turned on so you'll get a little ping every time the plan changes and again hopefully this won't be an issue again for quite a while we're uh, doing pretty good getting back on track brian just had some unfixable technical difficulties today so uh, by next week hopefully things should be normal again or as close to normal as we ever get because honestly like look at us there's nothing normal about (laughs) us um Again, you can find the show notes for this episode at tfradio.net slash 829. Any episode of the show that's been published, you can find the show notes for that at tfradio.net slash the episode number. That's our little cheat code. Um, You can find me in our Discord as usual. That's the best place to get in touch with me. I don't really do Twitter actively anymore because, well, we all know how Twitter is these days. 
if you want to see my photography work and the things I've written, that's at playwithphotography.com. I have an Amazon wish list at tfradio.net slash chrislist, which uh, also is one of our affiliate links. So anything you would choose to send me from there out of the kindness of your heart also help the show keep going a little bit more. So uh, everybody wins. Uh, Rob, how about you? Uh, okay, I am I am still uh, still on Twitter at Rob Flails because damn it, I was there first. And <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, Rob Flails is the Twitter for my YouTube channel Flailthroughs, where I post mostly about Gundam Battle Operation Two. Uh, that had a very uh, large uh, update last week. Uh, not just the uh, uh, Sisqueed from uh, G Generation Mono, I uh, but also. Also, they patched about 11 different mobile suits to improve their performance, and uh, I've covered quite a few of those in the last week, so if you want to see what's up uh, with the game at the moment, check it out. Um, I have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash flailthroughs. You can uh, make requests or just help me out or whatever, you know, whatever or, uh, you feel there's a place to send money at me and ask for me to do specific things in GBO2. Uh, also, if you'd rather just, you know, throw random objects at me, there is tfradio.net slash claylist where, uh, which also kicks back a little bit to the show, same way as Chris's wish list does. Uh, Don, if you can put down your toys for a moment and tell us where we can find you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can be re, uh, I can be found gushing about leader class snarl on Twitter at HMRC, the number four EBR. I also have a wish list on Amazon, uh, tdfradio.net watch Don's uh, list I think Don's list yeah um, I have a birthday next month uh, so if anyone wants to take a look at that you're more than welcome to I appreciate it uh, and that's pretty much it uh, diecast down to you if you want to throw things at me also which who doesn't <laughs> tfradio.net slash diecast list uh, you can see my reviews I am planning on doing more reviews. Do a um, review of that Omega Supreme. I'm interested in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I need to do that. Um, tfradio.net slash reviews or youtube.com slash RFC reviews. Then you can also like my Facebook page at Reviews by Diecast. And if you're still on Twitter, hopefully you are, because I don't think much has changed. It's still Twitter. Uh, you can uh, tweet at me at Diecast too. Well, I think that'll do it for tonight, then. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for watching. Uh, Brian will probably be back with us next week. And if not, you'll just have to deal with me again. But we can probably live stream it next time and actually know ahead of time that we're going to. So that'll be even better. Nice. Actually, I'll be at Brian's house next week. Well, then Brian better damn well have his technical difficulties fixed, hadn't he? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> On that note, good night, everybody. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you.
geez, what are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.